If you are a party or a candidate and your name gets associated with Confederate flags, that's a red flag. Yeah. That should be a problem. Right. And that's what my problem has been this whole time. That's what our problem has been this whole time. That's the argument. But we're saying it's not a race thing. It's a political thing. It's not just a political thing. Right. Your boy has a Confederate flag. Like, this is a problem. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Push Podcast. How you doing? This is your co-host, Eddie. Um, And I guess I'm Janelle. Did you just hit record? I just hit record. So here's the thing, guys. This is my what in the world. <laughs> what is your we what in the world? We have been talking about episode titles, what to talk about, because quite frankly, there's just so much happening in the world right now. And the only thing that we can talk about here in the Copeland household is the siege and undertaking of the Capitol. Yeah. And so and like, I don't want to talk about that. Right. I and, just don't. And we because... know that this is going to come out a day before the inauguration. And so my thing that I kept telling Eddie is there's so much stuff that's going to happen between now and the 19th, which is when this podcast airs. And who knows what can happen because we just unfortunately watched the news and saw reports that, you know, they were calling for gatherings and, you know, these patriots to assemble at all 50 of the capitals in the United States of America to overtake all the capitals if Trump gets impeached. And I just that's my what in the world. The whole world right now is my what in the world. And I don't really want to talk about this because I'm super salty and he said, if we were to talk about this, you know, what would you want to talk about? I said, I want an apology. <laughs> I do. I want an apology. Everybody, including my family members, can we say, that have been Republican for their whole lives. I'm fine with that. But I have been telling you for five years that this man incites nothing but hate and harm and and like, what more do you need to see? Like, I feel like I need an apology. I need you to denounce <laughs> it. I need you to say, you know what? I put my money on the wrong horse and this is not something I stand behind. But instead, I see a lot of my family members posting things like, hey, you know, let's not lose relationships over two guys that don't even know our names. It's not about that. It's about what this person that you have publicly posted about and supported it's about now what it means to our country. It's about now yeah. what it means to my family. It's it's just super frustrating. And, and there are people that I love that I want to reach out to that I can't even have conversations with right now because it's so triggering. And, and you know, like people are going to say stuff like, well, this can't be a racial thing because the two police officers that died were white. Yeah, they're wearing Nazi flags as capes. I think it was one. Confederate flags One police officer. I don't want to... One police there. officer yeah. But and, and see, here's the thing. I think... So I that, can't believe that, you hit record. I'm just going to say that because we were in the middle of a heated debate. 
heated discussion. Now well, we're I think talking we just about need stuff to just... I didn't want to talk about, but that's what the push podcast yeah. is about. And so it's this about... is a traumatic, let's just face this. This is a traumatic experience for this country. Like we've had other traumatic experiences. We've seen times where more people have died. We've seen things that are horrific. We've seen the towers go drop. We've seen Oklahoma City bombing. We've seen- But this is blatant um, I know, but I, I'm going somewhere with this, but we've seen- church shootings by white supremacists. We've seen a lot in this country. I mean, and that's just the short history. Mm -hmm. But we've never seen a situation where the seat of our democracy, mm -hmm. like where the democracy takes place, mm -hmm. was under attack and it literally stopped democracy. Mm -hmm. And so like that is a huge- You're leaving out a big part. It was caused well, I know, by I'm, the I'm, president yeah, of was, the United was, States of America. I was going there. I was trying okay, to. Sorry, I'm, I'm walking the folks through there. <laughs> I'm level like 82 I know, right you, now. You went on for like two minutes, but I'm going to get to I'm work. I'm sorry. Back to you. I'm not going to say anything because I didn't want to say anything anyways. But it, well, the thing is, is like, and I hope you guys listen to this. And it's like, I, I don't care if you're pro, uh, Republican. I have friends that are Republican. I have friends that are Democrat. I, you know, it doesn't matter to me what political side you're on. What matters to me is that can you decipher when you are headed down a path where you are betraying the same values that you say that you uphold? Mm -hmm. The same individuals that I saw siege the Capitol are probably the same individuals that had a problem with Black Lives Matter and would probably respond Blue Lives Matter. Right. And are the same individuals that were beating police officers. Mm -hmm. The same people that say that they want to protect their freedoms well, you actually stopped freedom from happening. Right. Like you literally stopped democracy from taking place. And so to me, it's just this contradiction that people just double down on. And then they just forget about the fact that you can't say one thing and then you just, you know, and do something else and then say, hey, you know what? It's all good. Like we can we can seize the Capitol, but I still want us to have a democracy. No, you stop democracy. Well, the you same people it. that were upset about Black Lives Matter peaceful protests, you know, claiming they're not peaceful. Look, they're destroying the city. They're literally we were protesting because black people are being treated unfairly and dying in the hands of law enforcement. But it's OK to march down to the Capitol, destroy it, deface it, you know, ruin artifacts, like kill people and use your flags as weapons. Right. And the one thing that was interesting is that, that when Trump was giving his speech before they went to the Capitol, he said, I know you're going to go down to the Capitol. It was like, how did you know that? No, he like, didn't. He was inciting No, it. he like, said that. I I'm, know you're going to go down. Yeah. To, I know He said, I know we're going to go down to the Capitol. That's what mm -hmm. he said. We're going to go down to the Capitol mm -hmm. and let our voices be heard. And we but, will fight. But what, what I was, I, I was like, curious. I was like, well, how did he know that they were going to go down to the Capitol? Well, all these reports are coming out saying that it was planned, it was organized, they had means of communication, there were leaders, there were organizers. Like this was not, you know, yeah. some hokey doke protest that went wrong. Like you right. need to know that. So I guess if we had to title this, because you know we're not going to go on and on about our opinion, but let's be real, this is a push podcast. This is our podcast. <laughs> So this is very much our opinion, right. but we want to bring things to you that push the envelope around healthy discussion. You know, we were coaching some of our students today saying, if you have friends that are just agreeing with everything you say, and they're not willing to sacrifice the harmony of, of your relationship yeah. to have really intelligent and insightful conversations about things that might feel difficult or uncomfortable, then you don't have good friends. Yeah. And so right now, I honestly, I can't pick up the phone and call some of my family members because 
I don't want to have these conversations because I know that you're not going to get it. Yeah. And that's disheartening for me. And for me, like I, I have a, you know, I have a different perspective. I want to have this discussion. I want to engage because I don't get upset. And but I don't you're get, more patient. Where, than but me. I don't get angry in conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that is what I find is the problem that we're having is that we get so emotionally charged simply by political standings. And then we have to realize that these the, a lot of the politicians, especially like a Trump, he utilizes that energy and that emotion to start to pave the way for what he's trying to accomplish. Oh, absolutely. And when people and what's sad about it is I watch these individuals seize the Capitol based on from what I gather and the facts that I've seen and read, based on lies. Mm-hmm. Right. And so convincing these individuals and stoking the flame of a conspiracy. And these individuals literally risking their freedom, their lives, based on something that's not even true, right? Or and in and in the the grand scheme of it, but I don't think they're risking anything. Well, that's y- the difference. Going to the Capitol and breaking in, you're yeah. risking your freedom. You know it's illegal. Yeah, but and you're going to get most, pardoned by the cases, same president that's going to pardon yeah, himself. Yeah, but that we don't know if that's going to happen, and that's not more than likely going to happen. That's the epitome of white privilege, and that's what I'm upset about. Is like. I'm upset because it was not okay to have a peaceful protest in a city like Glendora, where we live, right? Because you just didn't want them in your neighborhood. So Mm -hmm. you had people coming out with Trump signs and Confederate flags. Like, if you are a party or a candidate and your name gets associated with Confederate flags, that's a red flag. Yeah. That should be a problem. And that's what my problem has been this whole time. That's what our problem has been this whole time. That's the argument. But we're saying it's not a race thing. It's a political thing. It's not just a political thing. Right. Your boy has a Confederate flag. Like, this is a problem. <laughs> but you the, know? And the crazy thing is that they believe that they're right. They believe that they're actually fighting for some type of righteousness that in their lives and the way they see the world, they're fighting as evil. And right. that is the scary thing. Right. The scary so thing black people is, are fighting for their lives, though, and you're fighting because the guy that you supported lost. And then you not only are fighting and protesting. I'm fine. Protest all you want. I'm upset that you got your guns and weapons, your flags. You had leggings that said MAGA on them. Like you had uniforms. You went, you called yourself patriots. You showed up and you decided to harm armed officers. There were officers that were in on it that were showing you where to go, right? There's so much wrong with this. And the fact that you went with no mask, like you're not even trying to hide your face. That's the epitome of white supremacy. Because black people can't even get near the Capitol or get near the White House when they're trying to protest without getting tear gas. Like if you don't see that this is a racial divide and this is definitely a race thing, then you're mistaken. Yeah, I definitely think that. But also I think that to me, the bigger thing was years ago when Trump took office, you know, a lot of the conversations I would have with friends and I said, you know, he is a very smart individual when it comes to swaying the crowd and knowing how to manipulate people that are listening to him. Mm -hmm. If you listen to him, he only talks about what he's doing great. Mm -hmm. He only talks about the things that he wants to talk about. He Mm -hmm. never allows anyone to change the narrative of any conversation, even reporters. Mm -hmm. And so that constantly puts him in control. But he also has these tendencies that are very much aligned with the dictators that we've seen in the past that have also gotten people to do 
outlandish and crazy things. You think about Mussolini, you think about Hitler, you think about all these people that use propaganda, that use the media to actually bend like reality mm-hmm. for people. And individuals start to do things that maybe they wouldn't normally have done, but they're charged up because maybe they're down and out, right? They're not in the best place in life, and they think that something's being taken away from them. Mm-hmm. And so what we saw was people responding to that, trying to take back whatever this thing that they think that they have, which I believe that there's a sense of entitlement that this right. is my country, mm-hmm. right? And everyone else that's not the same color as me, the same gender as me, the same, you know, heterosexuality as me is now my enemy. Is now my enemy and they are the devil and they're trying to poison this nation. And I think that that is a powerful, powerful thing because that was a lot of people that believed the same thing. And mm-hmm. one of the things we talked about on our call was this the trouble with group thinking. When mm-hmm. you get around the same people who think the same way, you talk about the same things, you all agree, and it's a way to connect, mm-hmm. which brings, like, there's an addiction to that. But also, those individuals didn't look like they were the star student or the, the superstar of athlete of their school. They were probably people that, yeah, maybe were the outsiders, and mm-hmm. they found a group of individuals that brought them together. Mm-hmm. Just like any white supremacy group, just like any gang, mm-hmm. you're brought together based on that camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And the leader of that can sway you and have you doing things that are outlandish. I mean, you look at Nazis, and the Nazis killed and destroyed almost a, in a generation of people mm-hmm. simply because of one person's belief structure. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. I mean, so what are we talking about here? Like the art of manipulation? Are we talking? Because I'm more concerned with like people who are unwilling to take the blame or take fault when they know that they, wow, this is evident. I've made a wrong choice here. That's what I'm talking about. Right. I'm also talking about the fact that like you are a representation of your own personal brand. So your beliefs, your thoughts, the things that you support, that's your brand. Like we talk a lot about branding around your business, but the way that you operate and move about the world, that's your own personal brand. Yeah. And people are going to want to be associated or disassociated with your own personal brand based mm-hmm. on what you put out. And I think that that's important for people to know, you know, especially we live in what's called a cancel culture now. We have Twitter canceling the president because, hey, we're just not going to allow you this hate speech and blah, blah, blah. We're not going to let you incite another We have other tech companies that are saying this is, you know, detrimental to the health of the nation. So sorry, we're not going to allow these conversations to take place on our platform. And people are literally calling customer service with death threats. (laughs) I just, I want an explanation. I want an apology. I want to know why. I just... Don't understand why you'd be willing to risk your own personal brand for somebody. Well, when your personal brand has nothing to do with you. Well, you have to remember the many of these people, their personal brand is identified by the people that live down the street from them. Like they are just the same. Mm -hmm. They look like them. They believe in the same things. They believe that, you know, all the things that we just talked about, they all agree on that. Mm -hmm. And so my brand is good because my friends think, yeah, you know, he's with me. And it also gets to a place where, like, we talked about this on the podcast before, where the where conversations and dialogue are over. Like, Mm -hmm. even for you, you don't want to have the conversation because you know that it's going to be difficult for you to, to have a conversation with someone that you care about and see that they see the world completely different. Well, it hurts me to know that people you think that are intelligent, that are good, strong thinkers, you think in their own right, 
are just not able to kind of problem solve through, you're going to be on the wrong side of history. Like this is not a good look for you, for our family, for your personal brand, the people that you interact with, the business that you own. It's just not a good look, you know? Yeah. And let me be clear. If I were a Republican and, you know, voted for the tax breaks or whatever it is, I know I have so many Christian friends that vote Republican because they're just not pro-life, you know? And I get that. I respect that. But those people, most of them have either been radio silent during this time because you know that you put your money on the wrong horse, right? Right. Or they have publicly said, I have to denounce this because this is not what I stand for. And so that's what I I guess I want more of. I want more people to say, this is not something that I want in my family. This isn't something I condone. I don't want this for our country. And I feel like some people close to me are not doing that. And that's hurtful. And and, and that brings up the question, where is the line, right? So if you vote, and I know many people do, they vote down party line, right? Mm -hmm. They say, hey, I'm a Democrat. I only vote for Democrats. Mm -hmm. I'm a Republican. I only vote for Republicans, right? But what is the line that has to be crossed, especially like a person like Trump, who's very polarizing in everything that he says, and like you just said, like there are people that are good people, mm-hmm. that are good Christian people that said that they love their neighbor, mm-hmm. right? They live by some of the teachings in the Bible. However, they turn a blind eye to the rhetoric that we know is fueled by hate. Mm-hmm. We know there's dog whistles to white supremacy. Mm-hmm. We know that there's all these different things that we know can create what we just saw. Mm-hmm. And I think what gets me, the only time I got frustrated is when I looked at those politicians that voted that night and I looked at them like, they've been living in a bubble or they've been lying to us mm-hmm. thinking that we knew the entire time, if he keeps doing this, something's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. If he keeps saying these things, something's gonna happen. I watched the rallies. I watched them you know, carry people out of those rallies mm-hmm. that w- were happening as he was going through the election mm-hmm. and they were beating people up or pushing people around and mm-hmm. we can see this thing brewing. And you're telling me that you didn't see that same thing? But That's you know what why it is? I'm triggered. And you know what it is? It's self-interest. Yeah. If I, hey, you know what? I'm gonna turn a blind eye because those people are gonna vote for me, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna turn a blind eye because he's gonna be pro-life, mm-hmm. right? So I'll turn a blind eye on mm-hmm. the hate speech. I'll turn a blind eye on on uh, talking about women and denigrating them Mm -hmm. or his past and how Mm -hmm. he's handled with uh, minorities and his businesses. I'm going to turn a blind eye on all those things because for my self-interest, for my belief structure, it's okay. Right. Those are the people that I have a problem with because- Yeah. I'm just, you know, to be clear for us, it's not so much about Democrat, Republican. It's about who's the candidate that most embodies the values that we believe will be not only role modeled, but hopefully instilled in like these younger generations. I want my kids to look at the president and say, wow, he's a stand up guy. Like, you know, he's not degrading women. He's not being xenophobic, racist, homophobic, any of this stuff. Right. And so that's what has triggered me from the beginning when we were watching the original debates back in the day. And at first it was like kind of funny. It was like, ah, this will never happen. And then it was like as more and more just like the whole slogan was crooked Hillary, throw her in jail. And I just thought that that was so demoralizing and disrespectful. And I know that 
I would never want my children to act like that. But he was effective in saying it so often that, that all stuck. you associated with Hillary was crooked right. Hillary. And then he and that was the marketing that would if you were to be objective, you would say, OK, that's effective. Oh, yeah, right? that's effective. It's marketing, wrong. But it's against my values. But the, where the critical thinking falls apart is that people hear that and they're not thinking, oh, wow. Did the president, did future just, candidate president right, of the United States insult use insult someone yeah. personally? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, that's where I just didn't understand and I don't get it. And so if you're listening to Push Podcast right now and you voted for Trump and you supported him, that's what we want you to think about. We don't want you to turn this off because, you know, that's what happens all the time. You hear something you don't agree with, you turn it off. Mm-hmm. Right. I was telling some of my employees, I was saying, you know, I have picked up books and read them. I have a book that um, was written by a very conservative economist that I read. I disagreed with every single page, Mm -hmm. but I gritted my teeth and I read through it anyway. And there were some things I felt, oh, that makes some sense. Mm -hmm. But I think that because we hear things we don't like, we're in this society where we're just pleasure. I want to see what I want to see. I I Mm -hmm. only want to absorb things that agree with what I think the world looks like. And it's a dangerous place. And we're seeing what happens. Let me justify what I'm saying. And some people are going to say, well, that's hypocritical. I am saying that I only want to associate myself with people that think about everyone. Right. I only want to associate myself with people who are not just in it for self-interest, but are saying, this is a problem for our kids, for our nation, for the future generations who may want to grow up to be politicians, right? Mm -hmm. I have a problem with people who don't see like the long-term vision of inclusion for everyone and fairness for everyone and and I, I can get past that. What's, I, this, I won't compromise so, that. You but, see what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. And what's so funny is that we've all been to social studies in, in school mm-hmm. and then history. Mm-hmm. And we have all learned that exclusion usually puts you, in all cases, on the wrong side of history. Right. There hasn't been a time in history where someone said, oh, yeah, this person was amazing. And you know what? They hated these people. They excluded right. these people. They segregated these people. But they are amazing. It, even if you have done something absolutely astonishing in our world, mm-hmm. when people find out that you were racist, mm-hmm. when people find out that you were chauvinistic or right. you, you hated canceled. people, like all that diminishes you greatly. Right. And we Except take you, this guy, which but, is well, why I'm time, so but, triggered. But what else I'm saying, over time... In the next 10, 20 oh, years. Oh, it's bad for him. Yeah, but everyone that's associated with it will look like those people in those pictures of civil rights that are yelling at- uh, Spitting on the black people. Yeah, and looking like heathens and crazy people. And that's why I said I yeah. want an apology. <laughs> and so that's why I'm so like, wow, you just look at history and you go, I've never seen a situation where if you say, I don't want people to have certain rights, I don't want people to be able to do these things, do you end up on top? Never. Like Nixon is known for being a racist president. Mm-hmm. He's not known for the great work he's done he did in China for trade. He's right. not known for that. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You broke the law. You're on the wrong side of history. Mm-hmm. You said some crazy things in the White House that's recorded about minorities. Mm-hmm. You're on the wrong side of history. The, the problem with this situation, though, honey, is that he has somehow managed to find the people that 100% agree with him and think that it, it's okay. But they always to be do on that side. in the present moment. What I'm talking about is if you're an individual right now and you're listening to this and you're thinking anything about 
like your legacy in this in this world, mm-hmm. like what you will leave behind by for your children, as far as how you will be remembered. Mm-hmm. Over time, things only get more inclusive. Mm-hmm. Over time, we start putting down our prejudice and, and we start to expose ourselves for those things that are that are diseases in our society. And before you know it, like as you get older, you'll look back and go, I can't believe my grandmother or mm-hmm. my grandfather That's stood right. by this mm-hmm. person. Look at this picture. My grandfather has a Make America Great hat on yeah. at a rally. That's and it. this guy right here is known as the president that was impeached twice. Right. Right. It's and this guy, yeah, led an, an insurrection on the seat. Like those are the things that those are the things I think people really need to think about. Like you gotta think about, oh wow, do I really want to look at that picture and see myself in that like image and my kids see me like that? The reason I did not want to do this <laughs> podcast though is because I genuinely believe that people who are wearing the MAGA hats and doing all that, they literally don't think that what we're saying is true or accurate. They literally believe in the fact that they are making a right choice. Oh, a hundred percent. I agree yeah, with that. So, yeah. so that's why I said, I don't know the point of this. Like we're sharing our perspective. We're sharing our opinion, hopefully giving you some good things to think about. But you know, I want to come from the place of this is your personal brand and who does your personal brand impact? It impacts your family. Yeah. And the people that love you that may look up to you, they're going to look at you differently if you're not having great conversations, if you're taking this lightly, if you think that this is a joke, if you are not listening to, you know, both sides with an open mind to see, wow, I, I never considered the impact that this might have. Let me maybe shift my perspective. Let me publicly say, that this is a bad choice. I don't condone this this sort of behavior. I haven't seen very many people say that. I don't condone this sort of behavior. Yeah, and here's the thing. The purpose, I think, for me of this podcast- Yeah, what's your point in this? Is (laughs) we have to have a dialogue, and I think we have to share the ideas of what this world should look like. Mm -hmm. And then we also have to point out when we've seen something, when we saw, when we witnessed a catastrophe in our nation, Right. I the craziest thing for me is I've never felt more American at the same time as been ashamed of Americans. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, you know, I don't think what makes you feel American right now? Because I know that what we're trying to do if democracy is difficult. Mm-hmm. Right. We are the only nation, and this is a short term that we've been in, that has made democracy work. Mm-hmm. Other countries have tried, other countries have fallen. Uh, Rome has fallen, mm-hmm. right? All these different places that have tried democracy, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so we, and I didn't, it wasn't clear to me until I start, we started watching the reports that were happening in Britain and they were talking about in different countries and they were talking about what happened in the mm-hmm. United States. And they were saying, it's not my country, but it is the beacon of democracy. Right. We're only doing this, this experiment of democracy because America has led us through mm-hmm. this. Right. And so that hit me and I was like, wow, that's powerful because, you know, as riddled with hatred and racism as this nation has been, it still has been a nation that has progressed and and, and persevered through some really difficult things Mm -hmm. and used democracy as a way to to spread freedom. Right. Mm -hmm. So to speak. And so to me, we have to have a conversation. So the Push podcast, we talk about personal development. We talk about business. We talk about a lot of different things to help you. But we got to talk about the thing that's in your face, mm-hmm. right? And what's in your face right now is we live in a nation that is under siege. That's, we, have, we live in a nation that is really struggling with itself and its ability to live with one another. 
And you wouldn't think that we would have this conversation in 2021, knowing that just 70 years, 80 years ago, mm-hmm. like we had segregation in this nation right. and we've come so far, but we have to have this conversation. I think that when I look back at the historic figures that I admire, the James Baldwin, the Martin Luther Kings, the Malcolm X, like they didn't stop. They kept talking about the problem that we were having. And that problem is we have the inability, we have the, we struggle with the inability to accept one another. Mm-hmm. And we continue to want people to be just like us. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. Every single person has a problem with that, I think, where we want people to be like us mm-hmm. and we try to convince them to change. But I will tell you, we do have to draw a line in the sand when it comes to hatred and violence. Yeah. Well, I can't tolerate it. That's yeah. why I'm just like, I need a moment. Like, <laughs> ah, I, I mean, you know, like we're very positive people, but this has been a week for us. Yeah. You know, just our kids are at the age now where they're very much involved in history of of all, you know, I want to learn about black history. I want to learn about the history of our nation. They're taking college classes. They're developing things that they're passionate about. So we have very deep and difficult conversations about all of these topics in our household. And I just wonder if my friends who don't have a black family are also having these conversations with their kids, because if I have to dry my kids' eyes because they're watching, you know, people take over their capital and these are the same people that are holding Blue Lives Matter flags and they're the same people also holding Confederate flags. It's very confusing, not just for my children, but for all children. So I would encourage you, if you're a parent, you have to sit down and have these conversations and ask your kid about their opinions. Ask them how they're processing things. It's going to have a lot to do with, you know, the neighborhood they live in, mm-hmm. what type of people they're surrounded by. Our kids, they go to an art school. These people are known to be very liberal because they're very accepting. They don't care if you're gay. They don't care if you want a different pronoun. They don't care. They just want to know that you're a good artist. And with that comes be a good person, right? And so our kids do lean more around inclusion and diversity and equality. And and I will say that I'm proud of that. And we have raised them to be like that. And I'm not saying that our way is the right way, but I am saying that. Like, I am saying <laughs> if you are raising yeah. your children to not have acceptance for someone because of the color of their skin, shame on you. Yeah, I am saying that if you are raising your children to turn a blind eye to a, a person holding a Confederate flag and you don't know how to have a conversation, maybe you don't know enough about history then shame on you. Yeah. I am saying that if you are not denouncing racism and the fact that it is real in 2021 and also 70 years ago, if you're not having conversations about how black people were enslaved and how they were treated and segregation, you should be. Shame yeah. on you. Yeah. I shouldn't have to be the only one having those conversations with my kids. It, and that's you, why I'm saying yeah. like we have to have better conversations. We've yeah. got to approach things head on. We have to be able to be civil with one another, but I don't know, like you're saying, you know, people are upset because they want to be right in this situation. I am right. (laughs) And I'm not trying to be right. I don't want to be right. I want you to see that this is right. You should be having these conversations and we should be real about it. Right. I rarely have seen a fight that people have had for inclusion and been wrong. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Right. When people when even the birth of this nation, in a sense, was based on having liberties and being able to create a democracy. And they fought for that. And they fought for a place that whether they lived up to it or not, that all men were created equal. Mm-hmm. And it's just the the contradictions are so stark to me that I, I know that it's not a th- well thought out hatred. It's a pure emotion hatred that people have. Mm-hmm. But my question for you is this, is people may be listening to this and they, and they may be struggling with how did the siege on, on Washington, how did you see that as a race thing? And I think that's one of the things I think people struggle with because you talking about it right now, you're bringing up how it impacted black people. Mm-hmm. Like help the audience like with. Yeah. And I don't think that it impacts just black people. I think it impacts a lot of my Asian friends, it impacts a lot of my minority friends who are not white, right. who know that this country was basically stolen from Native Americans and built on the backs of minorities and black people. And I think that those are things we have to talk about. It doesn't make us a terrible society. It makes us a society that says, hey, we've got some stains in the threads of our nation that we want to write. You're right. And those are things that we have omitted from our history books. You know, Mm -hmm. we talk about this all the time in our house. Like the kids are learning so much and they're like, that's not in my history book. Why? Well, because it's embarrassing. Yeah. And we're the only nation that doesn't own that stuff, you know? So we alter our history books just so that way we don't paint a picture that we robbed and stole land. That's absurd to me. Yeah. So I'm, it, like Native Americans have voices in 2021. Like they don't want Columbus Day, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that you may not be aware of. And you may be just thinking that everybody's being sensitive right now. If that's the case, that's why privilege. Mm-hmm. And so you have to educate yourself about well, what is this whole chatter about all this? But when you ask me the question about how am I associating race with this? We started associating race with Donald Trump when people started showing up with Confederate flags, Mm -hmm. with Nazi T-shirts. It's like, this is bad. This is a wrong look. If I host a retreat and someone shows up with a Confederate flag, one, they know better. But two, I would pull them to the side and say, hey, this is a bad look on my (laughs) brand. Like, I'm not associated with this. I'm sorry. I have to turn you down. I don't want your support because that's bad. Right? So we have never done that. Like, I mean, some of us have, we have. Right. And so that's my question is like, how can you not see that it's not about race? How can you not see that if black people, do you know, this is to my white friends, do you know that when something happens, let's say the shooting in Las Vegas, the first thing we thought as a family was, I hope he's not black. I hope that some black guy didn't go get a room at the Mandalay Bay and shoot up a country Western concert with a bunch of white people. I hope that that's not the case. Black people are afraid for someone to make them look bad because they don't need another reason to be painted as the villain, right? right. But yet and this happens, <laughs> right? Because it doesn't historically happen. <laughs> right. The Unabombers are not historically black, right? right? Because black people know better. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. It's I mean, not, seriously. But I saw the very similar to you. I mean, Trump has supported those that want to keep Confederate statues that literally are celebrating someone that was enslaving other people right. and was fighting to keep their slaves. Their property. Right. 
in their pro- yeah mm-hmm. their property. And so to me, it's like okay, that's strike one thousand, right? right? <laughs> but I saw it as, and we talked about this, how different it was when Black Lives Matter was you know approaching mm-hmm. the Capitol and how the military was out there armed and ready to go. Right. And then like this- the, Like it was a terrorist threat. Right, like it's and a all they wanted threat. to do was hold up signs and say, hey, you know, Black Lives Matter. And then yeah. what did you do? You showed up with your guns, with yeah. your Trump flags, your MAGA hats, and your Confederate flags, and you told the black people to go home because they didn't need to be in your neighborhood, your neighborhood, you didn't want the violence in your neighborhood. What what type of violence would we rate that as when we just witnessed the siege of the Capitol? Uh, I, I would say that's a pretty high violence rate. I, I mean, think, there was a man that, literally being the, crushed. The, the target uh, the looting. looting. <laughs> yeah. That- and by the way, Target was like, hey, we'll take one for the team. Like, right. we're, we're fine with this. You can take and I some. Think, and you, you get smart CEOs and smart business owners that understand they don't want to be on the wrong side of history. And right. So that's why they're really quick to take. Donald Trump off uh, social media. They're really quick to take these social media platforms that are- PGA tour uh, canceled. Yeah, uh, that are allowing certain types of dialogue to happen and rhetoric to happen. They're willing to take those things because no one wants to, they know- I don't want to be associated with it. I don't want to be on that side of history. So that's my question to friends and family out there. If the PGA tour says, nope, can't associate our names with the Trump you know, golf course, sorry, we're out- if Twitter says, nope, sorry, can't associate. If Marriott says, nope, sorry, can't associate. Then what are you doing? And you know what people are thinking? They're thinking, oh, well, it's the media. The yeah. media is making it. No, 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 no. All no. these stupid tech companies. They're, they're, no, the they're taking away his First Amendment <laughs> rights. It's hateful, right. period. People don't want to be associated with right. that. Right, is hateful. So denounce it. It's the a person of power that's evoking emotion that's inciting violence. Right. So. All in all, what I would tell you this, this is like for me, the big thing is that you need to, if you're listening to this podcast and any of this resonated with you and any of this kind of struck a chord, you need to, people in your family, people that are friends, you need to have dialogue with them if they if they see something different than what we've talked about. Right. And I think to me, that's important. And it's not to start an argument with them, but it's to really understand like, where is this coming from? Because every time I engage with a conversation with people that have this these beliefs around the same things you know that Donald Trump has stood for, a lot of times they don't have anything that's like fact based that they're saying this is nope. where I'm getting this information. They usually say something to the effect, "Well, I believe this," mm-hmm. and I I think to myself, "Well, I believe is not necessarily nope. facts," and and you're making it truth because you believe it and you want it to be true, right? And I'm asking you, like, who told you that, right? right? Who told you that this was happening? Who told you <laughs> that these ballots were being coming out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Who told you that, right? Mm-hmm. The president did, yeah. And then every single judge that he appointed said no. We're mm-hmm. not going to put that. And then you still yeah, carry on. There is on. no fraud here. And and, st- and we have family that said, well, st- we're hoping this turns out like yeah. everything gets but overturned. But that's my point, Edward Copeland, is that you're listening to a man that holds a position, which is the highest position of in the land. In the world. So you should be the most honorable, honest man of integrity in the world. Right. Honestly, <laughs> like I... I, I, I'm baffled that we don't hold our pres- the president of the United States of America to that standard. We did. 
Right. For eight but years, it, but we, we let did. it go, and we we did, and we didn't allow him to do anything he wanted to do. Right. But we <laughs> let it go though. Five years ago. That's yeah. why I'm hurt. Yeah. Like that's why this is a deep seated thing for me because I'm like, how could you let? Could you? Could, I, I just, could you imagine Obama standing in front of like a bunch of black telling people all the black people said, to charge hey, the capital? They tried to steal the election. Let's go to the. Do you? Can you imagine? Oh, it'd be World War whatever. And so, war we, we if need to you have. remotely agree with this, and you ne- and you disagree with the term white privilege. There it is right there. Right. You know there's no way that Obama could have uttered that sentence. No way in hell. Without. And for the record, if he did, we would be equally as upset. But oh, you know yeah. that black people can't get away with that. No. <laughs> you just know that, right? So, yeah, I, it's, it's crazy. So They can't even elude a target without <laughs> you being upset, right? And it's over black people losing their lives. Like, Well, like, let me, and also, can I just say this? Because. This yes, is over there, a man there were, losing votes. Right. And there was plenty of civil unrest over this past 10 months, right? And rightfully so, there needed to be protests. There were definitely wrongs. And, and obviously, we, we're seeing continuing to see more injustice in, in that regard when it comes to police violence and getting justice. Mm-hmm. But wait, so- we just watched a documentary on white supremacy, and their plan is to take and hold high positions in the government, specifically in law enforcement. Right. So if you are thinking, oh, all cops are not bad cops. Well, what about the cops who are members of white supremacy groups who are literally planning to put their people who are racist, organized crimes, organized racial crimes, they want this stuff to happen. They're planning to put these people in powers of position right and but, but also too yeah and That's what also what i was gonna say thing to freak out about when you think about like the black lives matter movement and you think about the protests i want people to listen to me clearly the one way that you can invalidate the claims that people are asking about is that you turn it into a riot or a looting event mm-hmm. the individuals that that like us who went out and protest and let our voices be heard the last thing they want is violence. The last thing they want is looting. Mm-hmm. Many times these things that we see in the in the Black Lives Matter, they're incited by someone that's not involved. And the, and the media has reported this. Police have reported on these things. And we also know that white supremacists infiltrate these, these events yeah. and they incite things so that it invalidates what's being right. going on. I want you guys to understand it is the Black Lives Matter movement, whether it be a, a riot or a looting, is very different than what we saw at the Capitol. Right. What we saw on the Capitol was intentional. Can I just say this? By everyone there. Because <laughs> I'm a really visual person. I just had this vision in my head that if all of the supporters, the Trump supporters who are upset and genuinely believe that the votes were stolen, it would have been much more effective if they would have went to the Capitol and took a knee. <laughs> That would be so good. Wouldn't that have been great? Like you would have really said, "Oh, look at them!" Like you would have almost like your heart would have been warm. So, but look at them. We were watching. So, so we were watching. Could you imagine? Oh my god, that would be so. They just took a knee in solidarity. Yeah, you know we're gonna we're here to be peaceful. You know, and then one black guy like throws a cocktail bomb or something and messes it all up and then it, then it turns bad like that's yeah that's the equivalent <laughs> that's the equivalent right, but, but we can't even take a knee 
right. without it being, oh, this is anti-patriotic. So I want to tell you that, that they're individuals that were more upset about Colin yeah, Kaepernick taking a not, knee than they are about the Capitol oh, being under siege. Those are the people I want that an apology from. Is re- to me that's out, out of this world. <laughs> but I, isn't that a great sight yeah, to think absolutely. in your head? I want you guys to visualize that. The Trump Trump says, you know, we will not stand down. We will go and we will protest peacefully. Love it. Okay, go to the Capitol. 5,000 of you, and you all just take a knee in solidarity. I'm here for that. That would have got nationally televised. That would have been like, hey, maybe we should look at these votes again for them. Yeah. But that's not what y'all did. Well, you know what's so interesting about the whole vote thing is that we watched the debate. So the day of the insurrection, the Congress and Senate went back in there. So me and Janelle, we stayed up till- 3 a.m. It was one in the morning or something. One, two two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And we watched for- Two hours, them debate. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting that these very, I'm going to say intelligent people Mm -hmm. to be elected to public office, Mm -hmm. rarely did they have any type of like concrete facts facts that made sense, Mm -hmm. right? Like we only want these ballots, the only, the ballots that they want thrown out are the ones (laughs) that were counted after. No, no, no. Not the entire ballot, Mm -hmm. but just the presidential section. So explain what you're saying though, because their candidates actually won. Their candidates won. Their Republican candidates won, but they voted for a Democratic president. Right, so down ballot, the Republicans won those Mm -hmm. in certain ballots, Mm -hmm. but what they wanted to invalidate, because they said, regardless, they feel like it was uh, received in time or whatever mm-hmm. it was, was the presidential section. Right. <laughs> and so it was like mind-boggling so all the me. other candidates who like, were voted into office who were Republican, rightfully oh, those are, so. Yeah, those were all good. But, but not the, the presidential the ones. <laughs> on the same ballot. Right, on the same ballot. That makes no sense. Where are all my intelligent friends right now? But, but the thing is, is that the people that have the biggest problem with these things didn't stay up till two in the morning mm-hmm. last, that night and listen to the conversations that right. were happening and these objections for the election. And I think that that is also a problem too. Right. So it's just... <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this episode. I hope it was something that inspired some sort of conversation that you can have some with people. people. are turned it off because they're just like, yeah, I can't stand them. I love Trump. And that's okay. But you still need to have some conversations with people that don't agree and with to you. to me... I didn't look at Trump as, yeah, and I'll I'll wrap this up and I'll say this. I didn't look at Trump as like, oh, he represents Republicans. And the people that were at, you know, the Trump rallies, I didn't see them as Republicans. No. I saw them as Trump supporters. Right. Because what they did that I thought was, and I'll end it on this, what they did that was probably the most, I would say, crystallize the event mm-hmm. is when they pulled down the American flag and they put Trump's flag up. That was really triggering. That's a me. sign that they're following a man and not the idea of democracy. That's Hitler-esque. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that that to me was really problematic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there you have it. <laughs> so we're they, done. We're done. That was the rant that we wanted to just, you know, put out there. No, you wanted to put it yeah, out there. Yeah, I did. Because I didn't. I know. But, you know, it needs to be said. So what's your objective? Like, what's the point of this? I think it's the point is to hear this perspective, whether you agree with it. If you agree with it, great. And if you don't, great. 
But what I want you to do is have some dialogue. We need to start talking in this country. Share it with your friends We're not going to see change that we need to see in this country. We're very divided, but we're divided and we're not talking. It's right. like well, a, our it's, like a, it's like a separation. And you're saying, we're working on the marriage, like America's the marriage, but we're not really talking. Right. Right. We're well, not having communication. Uh, we have so. friends that communicate like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But our entire team said right after this happened on the 7th, you know, you need to talk about this on the podcast. And I was like, for what, though? Right. Right. And uh, lots of friends reached out that listened to the podcast and said, you know, you need to talk about this on the podcast. Right. So I was against it. You hit record. Here we are 48 minutes later. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you in the next episode. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.